You got a $10 bill, put your hands up, everyone. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Fulham are relegated and Manchester United are getting ready for tonight. It's Tuesday, 11th of May. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Pete Donaldson. And I'm Venetian Hadaraja. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the annual Newcastle United are staying up party. <laughs> I'm coming. I'm staying up. And I better get the continue the party, please. Uh-huh. Mm. Oh, dear. What about that win oh. for Burnley? Eh? It's, it's kept so many teams up, Vish. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realise that a Burnley win would have such, you know, wide-ranging therapeutic properties. But there we are. How, how are you? I'm okay. I've, I've prepared for this for, mm. for many, many weeks and months and years now. <laughs> uh, I, I, it was, it's the inevitable, really, wasn't it, Vish? I think that uh, there was a flicker of hope around um, sort of the turn of the year. Was it sort of when they, they when won they be- Liverpool? They beat. They won Liverpool. They won. They won the city <laughs> of Liverpool. Well, they, yeah. oddly enough, that yes, they did record two victories <laughs> in the city of Liverpool at uh, Anfield and Goodison Park, of course. <laughs> Um, but it was uh, it was not enough, and if you don't score goals, it would turn up that doesn't really work no. for football matches. No, many people have tried that route, mm-hmm. um, but no. Have they, they um... been as dedicated as Fulham have to that route? <laughs> Very few. No one's looked as good while trying to do it. Mm-hmm. I have to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, it's the it's the third consecutive season in the Premier League, if you will, uh, that Fulham have been relegated. Which of course, they've had two promotions and two relegations of the last four seasons. But I think it was 2013 14 when they went down. Um, so, it's almost as if the cards are a bit shit, really. No. <laughs> yeah, it is. So, a billionaire owner, not always a good thing. No. Um, I've had, not that he was in charge for, you know, but yes, if you, if you see what I mean. Yeah. Also, like, we know that. Fulham didn't need to get relegated to show us that. We know that now quite clearly, <laughs> don't we? Yeah, but Fulham have shown it in a different way. Yeah, okay. Right. Uh-huh. okay. We'll get to the ESL sides in a minute because, I mean, maybe they do like an American billionaire. Maybe Fulham won't have to play in the championship next season. They'll be in the ESL. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay, Although like the that. ESL, yeah, I know what you mean. We'll, see, we'll talk about that in a, in a bit. But, I mean, you know, Fulham were in the, se- in the Premier League for 13 straight seasons once upon a time. That does seem quite a long time ago. And, of course, in footballing terms, it, it is. Well, I mean, I think, I think it's stark, the difference between Al Fayed, how many um, relegations? One, two? And then, yeah, and then mean, under was... the Khans, three? In eight, nine years? It's, yeah. it's not great reading, is it, really? Well, who would have thought we would be chanting, get Al Fired back in? <laughs> you know, um, Al Fired. Yeah. <laughs> a rap on Ali G. Al Fired. Yeah. Al Fired. Just saying his name over and over again. Ah. For those who remember that. Oh. Did he get his passport in the end? He's very no, I don't think he about did. not getting his passport. Right, okay. Yeah. He owned Harrods. I mean, that should be a... And Fulham. And Fulham. That should be... I mean, it's a real charm offensive, that, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) No, you mark it. (laughs) Oh, no. We're not going to be giving you a password anytime soon, Sam. But yeah, as Scott Parker said, at this moment in time, I have nothing but sadness. And you've got a feel for him, Peter, haven't you? Uh... Yeah, I mean... <laughs> all right, maybe not the right person. Do you remember all those sideways passes at Newcastle United? Well, it's just like very, very little um, stability from from, mm. from from the club on high, I think. Um, I do think whenever I saw Fulham play, they played with a lot of fear. Yes. Uh, they made too many mistakes and they just didn't seem th- that interested in getting into the final third. But I just think he didn't watch Nuns on the Run before the, the, the final match that, that could have um, that is saved his season. Yeah, He watched Cars because he's a lovely little boy. Because what did Rooney watch? Sister Act Two. Yes. Yeah. yeah sorry. Yes. Yeah. Sister so, Act Two. Well, any film featuring any film nuns. Featuring nuns. <laughs> yeah. Any of them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I told. If you were listening to the show yesterday, 
I got, I said, I get the film <laughs> Nuns on the Run mixed up with Sister Act. And this is, is how that has been represented. This is a good example of me in the wild when my brain, when, my, when the little man in lives in my head goes to the, goes to the little um, film library. He goes, what about, the, what about the nuns? Yeah, I'll get it out. Yeah, yeah. nuns on the run. Were they running? Were the nuns yeah, running? running? Yeah, yeah, I think I saw one running. Nuns on the run, not yeah. only is a brilliant film, it's one of the best <laughs> titles of any film you could ever see. Well, you know. Sorry. You should start going into your brain and going like, we should watch the lake house, shouldn't we? What's this? Reservoir Dogs. Do you often get Whoopi Goldberg mixed up for Robbie Coltrane? Yes, a little bit. When they're wearing a habit, yes. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Glad we cleared that up. But yes, one point in seven games since that win at Anfield, which of course took them level with Brighton. They were only just a point behind Newcastle United. They did seem a little something, but very, 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 very poor. How many of those players, Marcus, as a casual sort of lapsed Fulham fan, what would you call yourself at this moment in time? Because you, no, I'm Fulham. But I mean, but you know, I was ashamed Fulham fan. Well, no, I'm I'm very much looking forward to the Championship. No VAR. Yeah, uh, uh, swimming Champion. pools on roofs. More games than ever before. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but the thing is, though, like honestly, I, I've said this a number of times before, but when it's like it is in the Premier League, and also for a you club can like leave Fulham, the bullshit behind, can't you? You can, but also, and this is the luxury of having uh, an owner with a lot of money and and Fulham where they have been. You because you remember those seasons in the, in the Premier League, and you remember even the Europa League for crying out mm. loud. So Fulham are not the. I mean, you know, they get relegated. They could be in the championship. They could do a Leeds. You know, they, they could be in the championship for a long, long, long time. But mm. of course, with the recent history, you think to yourself, you know, they probably won't be in the championship that long. You know, there's always a chance of, of promotion, even though they did go a handful of seasons uh, in the championship. And, and there was it was a bit precarious at one point for, for League One. So, so you have that, which might be a bit foolish. So you think, actually, going down to the championship and and in theory, or, you know, thinking, you know, in more sort of positive terms, well, you win most weeks if they can keep a lot of the players and they can make good signs, blah, blah, blah. Mm. It's actually quite enjoyable. I, I mean, I, would, yeah, I, I said that unfortunately, no fear, though, no fear you, of the championship, but it's it, it, it's whether you get back up again. No, no, no of course, of course. And... But the, I think sometimes, though, if you're having a good time in the championship, if you have too good a time, you get kicked out. <laughs> yeah, they do. Yes. They do that. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I've often thought it's to like myself, pubs. <laughs> yeah. win in moderation. <laughs> yeah, come on, we've all, on, we've, all, we've all had enough. Come on, oh, God, if you, if you drink too many three points, yeah. uh, then uh, <laughs> get thrown out into the Premier League. <laughs> but outside of like uh, Anderson, Ariola, yeah. Mitrovic probably isn't there, but like, who would you say is Premier League quality? Well, that's it. I say, I mean, I'd say Lookman's Premier League. Quality. Yeah, okay, yeah. But this, yeah. Is, this is the thing: a lot of the better players. Who are for West Ham this season have been on lo- sorry Fulham this season have been on loan, and <laughs> then none of them, none of them are going to stay. Yeah, none of them are going to stay in the Championship. They've yeah. probably, to a man, done enough to, you know, to get signings potentially elsewhere. I mean, Anguissa, you know, if no Anguissa, one, yeah, exactly. No one comes in for him. They're, they're, yeah, they'll be mad. You know what a player he is. So I mean, I I do genuinely fear a little bit for Fulham, not mm. least because I don't know if Scott Barker is going to stay. And I don't mean that in terms of I don't I don't think Fulham should get rid of him. Although I do think he's flattered to deceive a bit because he's nice looking, because he's mm-hmm. wears clothes that we can comment about, and also because he's just a very engaging personality. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I would I would be a little bit fearful of of Fulham next year, especially mm-hmm. if 
Brentford don't get promoted through the playoffs. Mm. Yeah. Because then you've got another big fish down there, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saw off them, saw them off though the other year. No, but I know what you mean. I think that we I mean, apparently the, the the word on the the mean streets of Fulham is that um, the club want Parker to stay on. Okay. Um, so we, we shall see. I mean, Parker himself seemed sort of. One sense he's kind of saying, well, let's see how the chats go. And in mm. another sense, he's thinking, but I want to do this and I want to do that. So clearly, if the club matches sort of ambitions or or will um, sort of acquiesce to his demands or whatever, then there's a chance there that that, that he will stay. I mean, I would expect him to. I, I think if Scott Parker left, I, I don't know how many clubs would sort of come in for him, certainly of Premier League. Yeah. So, so you mean... so. From Scott Parker's words yesterday, when he was saying you know the, mm-hmm. it needs to be sorted out above him, basically what he means is he wants money to sign players. Well, That's money, essentially, I, th- it, yeah. I think he really wants to kind of he, you know he talked a bit, didn't he, about getting off the roller coaster. Yeah, and and people said last time when Fulham went down and they spent a lot of money. All right, we've learned from that. We've learned from that. Okay, well, yes, it was a quick turnaround. It was thirty nine days they had to prepare after winning the playoffs, which is the tightest turnaround in top flight history because of COVID and all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff, of course. So it was a bit of a task, but they, they haven't... I mean, they've gone down. So the results speak for themselves. There's a lot of loanees come in, and, and it is believed that most, if not all of them, will go, despite one or two of them, like Anderson, having a good relationship with the manager. Mm. And I think that Parker himself does paper over a few cracks. You're right, with the style and the hair and all that, but also with his man management. Some of the players, they do like him. They, they seem to be other than Mitrovic because he's not picked him so much. So th- there's, a, there's a lot to consider there, but I think he wants to really try and overhaul because they've got a great academy who produce players. And, you know, tap into that, not kind of, again, right, we're going up, quick, oh, a load of low knees and all that. Yeah, you have but to do, do a little bit of that. But do academy players score goals necessarily? Are, are, are they the people you're going to be looking to? Mm-hmm. I mean, Bobby Armani Reed is like coming with five. Like, and Mitra's got Bobby three. Bobby Dover Reed. Sorry, Armani Dover Reed. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, but, I'm, but I think with the academy, Fulham don't make much money from the academy as well. So actually, you want to create a more sustainable thing. So if you are going to produce... That's generally how children work, yeah. You <laughs> <laughs> can't sell these for toffee. No, we've got the young lad who went to Liverpool, for example. Yeah, yeah, Harley, Harvey, yeah. You know, they've produced some players. And Sessegnon, obviously. Yeah, 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 Fulham have got a great opportunity. They've got money. They're in, a, they're in a desirable part of the country where people kind of want to go and live and all that sort of stuff. So really, it should be a, function, a well-functioning club and and it you know it shouldn't be oh we've got promoted right quickly sign a lot of play it should be more streamlined and I think that's probably what he wants to do I'm sure a lot of clubs want to do it. it's a very hard thing to do yeah and and I think that the thing you would say about Parker and and Fulham this season is we have actually seen flashes of of a good team in there yeah there's certainly his management has lent itself to them being a bit more. Well, certainly they've they've had more ball. I think they're like tenth for possession, and obviously that doesn't equate to you yeah. know, being successful in the Premier League. Because I think if you look at the bottom three, only one of them have been relegated anyway. But then you know the way that they developed that counter attacking mm-hmm. style, the way they were. I know there were only draws, but there was an unbeaten period in yeah, the middle was, yeah. where it felt like oh, God, they're, they're turning a corner here. Because mm-hmm. at the start of the season, and I, I think I said it on here. I mean, I thought they were dead by October, yeah. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the way the way he was able to turn that round speaks volumes of of what he. He's about, and I suppose he just just needs time. And, and and I suppose fundamentally, the issue with Fulham season has been all the flashes have happened at different times. Mm. They've been solid defensively. They've been quite engaging attackingly. They've made good use of the ball, but never really at the same time in the same game. Yeah, I don't know, it's totally. But the, the, the lack of scoring goals is uh, is a huge problem. And if you're Alexander Mitrovic, Peter, you think to yourself, "Well, hang on a minute, I'm, 
I've scored a lot of goals for this club. It is his goals that hugely contribute for Fulham going up. Mm. He's not really played that much. He's started very few games this season. Twelve. Yeah, and twelve, and he's scored three goals in the Premier League. Something I mean, like and, that, yeah. and he's played way more uh, coming off the bench. I, mm. I, I do think he is a limited footballer, and, and we've spoken about it before. His level probably is the Championship. Um, it's just one of those things, isn't it? Like he'll have a lovely time when you, when you go down, and 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 Fulham will be playing better football. But will he Fulham stay will there though? Because if you think about Mitrovic, though, he could go <clears> to a club that is playing in a top flight <clears> in 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 Europe. Like say, <clears> was it was it? He nearly went back to Anderlecht, was it before right. Fulham came in? I think because he scored a lot of goals there. Well, if you're playing for a side like that, you know, when the rules relax and we get back to something resembling normality, you're playing in front of a packed crowd, you're going for titles, and you're probably playing in Europe. Now, mm. you might say, well, it's only the Belgium League. Yeah, but still, though, come on, they have a bit of respect think, there. But I think... Whereas <coughs> at Fulham, he's probably thinking, he's sitting on the bench, and he's thinking, I've scored 41 goals for Serbia internationally in 65 or whatever it is games. You know, you you could you can understand if he's a little bit frustrated because they lack goals and he's thinking I've scored a lot of goals for he's this club. He's very slow though. Like he is very very slow. He he, he grafts but he, he he's good for a yellow card and he, and, and he sometimes gets sent off as well. He's he's a risk you would say to build your, your team around. Fulham need goals for elsewhere whether you're going to sound like Rafa Benitez. Peter. <laughs> That's <laughs> who you're sounding at right now. <laughs> yeah, cuz I've watched him sort of play and he is quite a limited, limited uh, footballer. He's not quick enough for, for, for the Premier League for me. I don't know. And, and I think that proved that by the fact that they got Josh Majerin on loan who's not exactly a prolific goal scorer, mm-hmm. and basically got him because he moved better. Okay, so to compare someone like Mitrovic to Chris Wood. I mean, Wood's not particularly quick, is he? Similar type of forward, you could argue. I mean, look at the look at the goal, the games he played in and scored. At Mitrovic in the Premier League, Leeds and Aston Villa. Mm-hmm. Like it's it. They're, they're promoted sides. It's not great, you know. They, they, well, Villa was, was stayed up, but yeah, I know what you mean. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, but still though, like he hasn't been given much of a chance. But I mean. I think I think Mitrovic could be a, he's a Premier League for he could play in in the Premier League for a side. So so I I think Parker and his relationship is is interesting because at the start of the season I couldn't believe that he was able to get Mitro and Abu Kamara in the same mm. squad in the same city and you know <laughs> bear in mind how it ended with those two and it does seem that he's quite upfront with Mitrovic because of the some of the Fulham games that I've covered where. Mitchell has come up in conversation in press mm-hmm. conferences quite mm-hmm. a lot. He has been up front with saying that we just needed a bit more movement out there. Yeah. We know he can score goals. And he, he he talks him up while also explaining why he doesn't start him. Mm-hmm. And I suppose that works on a week by week basis. But then at the end of, you know, nine months of a football mm-hmm. season, you're kind of thinking, you're just fobbing, fobbing me off here. So yeah. they're clearly going to have a conversation um, if Parker stays on and, if Mitro wants to be a part of it, or even if he has to leave, he's going to have mm. to have this conversation with Parker, isn't he? Well, this is the difficult thing now for Fulham. You know, if they go down, all the loanees that they've got in, a lot of them, if not all, go because they don't sign them on permanence. They turn mm. to the players who got them into the, the Premier League and go, "Hey, well, hey, hey, still, guys, still interested, guys?" You know, and that is that mm. is a very very difficult thing to do. Some will stay inevitably. There are some older players in that side, but I think Mitrovic could be off because you'll think to himself, "Oh, well, now you need me, do you?" You know. I mean, I, well, I mean that that's an interesting dynamic. I know like, we might talk about yo-yo clubs a bit later, but mm. you've spoken before about how the players you you bond with when you're in yeah. the championship because the championship is a long season. There's yeah, a lot yeah, more jeopardy yeah. in it. Are the ones that you've unfortunately got to be like. I just want to see Tom Kearney. Sorry, Brian. Wand. Yeah, we can't just one more season. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> he could, he could leave. We, we, we shall have to wait and see. Maybe though, Parker uh, needs to take a leaf out of Sean Dyche's book when when Chris Wood uh, sort of 
half joked about Dyche's managerial style and said he just shouts at us, doesn't really try and coach us, just make sure we work hard. <laughs> Which is quite a... I, I don't think he even shouts. His voice is so yeah. absolutely yeah. destroyed. He half shouts. But it's I mean, not the conditioning. But Peter, shouting. just to say he doesn't really try and coach us. Like, Dyche can't be happy with that comment, can he? Uh, no doubt he'll make his feelings known. No, no doubt. I mean, look, I think uh, I, I think the reviews are in for Sean Dyche once more, uh-huh. and he's kind of come through with sort of flying colours. Like, if you, I think any, any owner, probably Mike Ashley, accepted uh-huh. if you want to run a club on a pound. Yeah, exactly. Dyche has to pay subs at the start yeah. of the season. Oh, it's 50 quid. Right, I mean, they, they had a terrible start of the season. They had injuries and, you know, they signed a midfielder from Brighton for Pokemon cards and then that, that's that, that's your lot. That's your lot for the season and they're up, they're, they're staying up again. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tell you what, incredible. I mean, he said all of you off the field with the, with new ownership and all that sort of mm. stuff. Imagine if they came in and got rid of him. <laughs> yes, that, like, exactly, do you yeah. realise the Pandora's box you're opening? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it would be it would be incredible. I mean, fourteenth on fuck all. Yeah. He, he has to, I know. Look, people can criticise Daesh and da 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 da, but you're right, including his own players, including his own players. <laughs> it would appear, but uh, but you know, he's 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 three hundred fiftieth league game in charge of Burnley. Next season will be their sixth consecutive campaign in the top flight. It is remarkable. We talk about the money Fulham have and so on. Money speaks in football, obviously, as mm. it does in everywhere in society. And he, you have to say he does a remarkable job, um, Vish. But it's interesting, this sort of uh, this, this um, dynamic. Would you, would you rather be in Burnley's position where, where some people, if you really want to be harsh, sort of think, well, OK, but you're just sort of treading water in the Premier League? I personally don't see it as that. But some people may say that, or would you rather be in, in this sort of situation with Fulham where you have a bit of money and you think, well, there's there's potentially <clears throat> they could go down, rebuild and come back up and build something. You know, what, 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 what do you reckon? Um, I don't really know, because I suppose with Fulham, you do get the highs of promotion, mm-hmm. of a playoff of and that, that kind of that excitement. Uh, and with Burnley, maybe you don't. But there's also a sense that, you know, if you're a Burnley fan of a certain age, mm-hmm. This is still a novelty to you. Being in the Premier League is still a novelty. Mm. And so, therefore, you're going to, I don't know, you're going to be more appreciative of it than Mm -hmm. other people from the sidelines. Whereas if you've kind of maybe had your formative years and and known this Burnley as your Burnley, Mm -hmm. then maybe you think, shit, it'd be good if we could Mm. push forward. Especially, you know, bear in mind that they're, I think, what, they're basically level with Palace, at Crystal Palace at the moment. Mm -hmm. And you see Palace going out and signing like an Eze someone exciting and, yeah. ha- and playing this exciting way yeah, yeah, yeah. and still being where they are you kind of think oh could we do that then yeah. could we play more exciting yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and stay where we are um, so I don't I mean I don't know I mean my gut says I'd rather be Burnley because you mm. should always appreciate what you have and you know Fulham we've mentioned it a bit, bit before but like it could there's always a potential to unravel with Fulham yeah. whereas there isn't so much with Burnley yeah Daesh is like the, 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 the cork in the bottle, keeping, yeah. it all, he's the whoopie, keeping all he's that the whoopie, Premier League juice he's inside. He's the Whoopi Goldberg in, <laughs> in, in, in yeah. yeah, he's the Robbie Coltrane. Of, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Um, I mean, I think that what Daesh has done there, because, you know, you to be a, an established Premier League side, even if you're mid-table, even if you're looking over your shoulder every for relegation, being, as, like I say, the 17th, 16th best side in England, it's an achievement. Yeah, I understand it's not what... The reason why we say, well, it's not what, uh, you know, I don't know, even Newcastle United really want, or it's not what Everton want or something like that. You look at the money and you look at the tradition and you look at the recent history of those sides. Whereas with Burnley, as you say, it's on a shoestring budget. It's remarkable. Give them some players. Give them some players to play play with. Yeah. 
Mitrovic, maybe. Mitrovic. <laughs> Him and Chris Wood up front. <laughs> Bloody hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they've got actually Barnes off the bench as well. It would be quite uh, a fierce uh, strike force. Um, Fulham, of course, are, are, are going down. Talking of uh, promotion and relegation, Tranmere Rovers, gentlemen. Let's go down to League Two. They, they, they got into the playoffs. Um, Keith Hill, their manager, has been sacked this morning, so he's no longer their manager. This is despite them, as I say, kind of uh, sneaking into the playoffs. Um, apparently, he's fallen out with some of the players. Right. In fact, you could maybe even extrapolate and say all of the players. Um, so he took them from 13th to 7th. They they only won two of their last 11 games, so not brilliant reading. Mm. Um, they lost the EFL Trophy final to Sunderland. Um, he's fallen out with some of the players. They're going into the playoffs. <laughs> I mean, this is like this is. I mean, we saw this with Spurs in the uh, in the League Cup final. This is like managerial. You want that new manager bounce to the nth degree, is it not? I mean, that that is an absurd new manager bounce you're looking for there. Like, well, I mean, take you to the moon. You need a cup manager. But Spurs did this in the in the League Cup. Did they they didn't do this in the League Cup. <laughs> yeah, let's give it to this child. Let's let this child win a trophy. <laughs> we were talking about this before we came on air, and Pete said, "Well." Jose Marino, he's not starting at Roma until <laughs> the summer. What's his, hours, what's his hours like a talk spot? Go on, Jose, just for a little bit of a hobby. Come Keep on. your eye in the game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what's what his hours like a talk spot? <laughs> what's his hours like? Yeah. Yeah, talk spot. Like, Sorry, Jose, but you, you're down for three till five on Saturday. We're training in the morning today. Well, no, get on there and answer the phones, mate. <laughs> what do you reckon? Paolo Di Canio? Russell wants a coffee. <laughs> Paolo Di Canio. <laughs> yeah, probably. That'd probably be something like that. God, Mad like that. that is absolutely crazy mm. stuff. Well, we look forward to seeing what Tranmere can do mm. in the playoffs, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Who's got a shout at that? So, like, is it? Do we know if there's a take a takeover? If there's like a, a caretaker manager at this point? No, we, we don't. I mean, it was, it was only this morning. It was oh, only, okay, only wow. uh, you know, just minutes. Ooh, before we, we could came. do it. Yeah, we couldn't. Could we? Though? we no, we could. Could we? Yes. <laughs> okay. We well, could learn the play because because uh, any manager who comes in is going to be shouted, Dave, not Steve. He's going to get all the names wrong. Yeah. yeah. We could just spend the next... Between the three of us. I'll coach the strikers. Vish, you do the midfield. 20th of May, we've got nine days to learn some players' names. I I reckon we could do this. Okay. Because bear in mind, anyone who comes in, as Pete says, is just going to refer back to the old team sheet. We look at that. Look at the numbers. Let you do a photo manager. Organised by average rating. <laughs> yeah. When you come in, ask yeah. the assistant manager to pick. Uh-huh. So, and then just do some shouting. Exactly. Anyone with a work weight under 15, bin them. That's right. <laughs> and before the game, we watch nuns on the run. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh-huh. So Rebo West on the free. Easy. Easy game. <laughs> <laughs> well, assistant Ian Dawes has taken over for the semi-final. Pathetic. Unless, unless. Oh. He's part of the problem, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, dear me. Right, ladies and gentlemen, let's have a quick break. I'm Martin Keown, and you're listening to Football Ramble. Yeah, maybe just one small bit of the Football Ramble. That'd be Hi, I'm Martin Keown, and you're listening to the Football Ramble. I'm Martin Keown, Keown. There he is, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, one name one. Wrong. <laughs> Welcome back to the Football <laughs> Ramble, everybody. It's now time for that email from our friend and yours, Matt Baker. I'm loving it. From Chris Featonby, on behalf of all long-suffering Coventry City fans, may I be the first to welcome Marcus back to the greatest league in the world, the Sky Bet Championship. 
This is particularly exciting as this will be the first time Coventry will face Fulham in the league since the 67-68 season. There you you go, you see. Um, That last meeting is of personal significance as coming off the bench to score for Coventry was Sky Blue legend and my great uncle, Brian Hill. Uncle Bry spent 14 years at his boyhood club before brief stints at Torquay and Bristol City before returning home to to retire. Sadly, we lost Uncle Bry in 2016 after a very long battle with dementia. At the risk of ruining a happy email, I can tell you from personal experience... uh, that Chris Sutton is right when he says the FA, PFA et al. did to lose a to use a Luke Moorism, the square root of fuck all to help him or his family. Mm. Anyway, I'm sure I speak for all Sky Blues when I say we're excited to welcome you and your cottages uh, to your first visit to the newly rechristened Coventry Building Society Arena next season. Thank you for your email, uh, Chris. Appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I see that makes me feel better already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I suppose it's, it's part, you know, the important message behind that is that like there are loads of players who've been in that situation as as his uncle Brian so mm. it's good to get his name out there as well mm, yeah absolutely absolutely. I've got an email from Matt Lucas not that one following on from the chat last week about putting mics in the dugout my friend used to work in the media media team for a championship club and his seat for all the home games was behind the away dugout one week the away team was Harry Redknapp's QPR here we go <laughs> My friend was excited to see how a former Champions League manager and potential England manager coached his team from the touchline. At this point, Redknapp had a knee injury, so was on crutches. <laughs> Throughout the second half, Harry seemed to be fixated on the idea that Danny Simpson was going to make a mistake, <laughs> even though there was absolutely nothing to suggest he was going to and having a great game by all accounts. Harry thought otherwise, and every two minutes he would turn to his assistant and say, Danny's going to fuck up here. <laughs> <laughs> After a good 20 minutes of this, he struggled to his feet on crutches, hobbled to the side of the pitch and shouted, Danny, 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 do not fuck up. Cue <laughs> <laughs> Danny Simpson looking back, utterly confused with his arms in the air and ran up hobbling back to his seat and offering absolutely nothing else in the way of insight or instruction for the rest of the game. Danny went on to win the Premier League two seasons later. I wonder if his performances that season were largely down to remembering not to fuck up. That's brilliant, isn't it? Imagine, imagine if he shouts that though. Danny Simpson turns around and goes, "Oh yeah, 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 yeah." Sorry, That's it. sorry, I was yeah. What fuck that. up? What fuck up? No, 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 no don't, don't, yeah, don't, no. don't, oh, don't right, fuck yeah. up. Sorry, no. I forgot my instructions. Oh, <laughs> Danny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the creator of the um, popular video game uh, on uh, iOS systems uh, called Danny Boy. Is that right? Yes, when I think he thought his uh, career was going to go in a different direction. Oh. Now he's a Premier League winner. Now he's a Premier League winner. How about that, everybody? <laughs> Thank you for your emails. And oh, go on, there, one more time. Oh, baby, it's time for this. <laughs> I prefer to kill him. It's time for a bit of Portman, Antonio Conte. It's that time again. I, I say this time again, sometimes on a Wednesday, sometimes on a Thursday, <laughs> sometimes it's on a Tuesday. That's so exciting. You just don't know when you it's going to appear. You never know where yeah. it's going to... I prefer to kill him. It's going to appear. It's here. Uh, guys, you know how to play two footballers mashed together. you got to give me what they're called, yeah? What's that on your laptop? Uh, don't, do don't answer that what question. Do don't answer what that question. Don't know that. Oh, it's a... Um, it's a um, let me smell. It's a menthol, licorice, and blackcurrant flavour airwaves. Oh. Fair play, yeah. yeah Sorry, see. continue. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I took it out of my pocket to eat it, and then I remember I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> 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 
Right. <laughs> Craig Henry. I don't, know, I don't know why we bother. Craig Henry's coming with a clue this time round. I am a prolific retired striker for Newcastle Spurs and QPR who received an honorary knighthood. Sorry, and... sorry. Could you repeat that? I do apologise. Oh, no. get stuffed. Try to give yourself more time. I'm saying it for vicious. Disgusting. I was just imagine you pulling out a knife and fork. Yeah, I was about to say. Just putting on. <laughs> oh, sorry. God, sorry, I just brought in a lobster to that three-course dinner in the <laughs> From Craig Henry. Yes. I am a prolific retired striker mm. for Newcastle Spurs and QPR who received an honorary knighthood and I am an injury-prone striker who once reportedly broke Stephen Taylor's jaw due to matters of the heart. Les Ferdinand oh. Carroll. Oh, there. not even Played, well Fantastic played. work, smashing that stuff. That was a good one. Matters of the heart. <laughs> Where did you pull those two players from? <laughs> <laughs> right, second clue. Uh, also God, that was Craig brilliant Henry. work that was great. Fantastic work, yeah. isn't it? Uh, I joined Real Madrid from Spurs in 2012 for 30 million and I am a retired Irish international who uh, formerly played for Man City, Villa and QPR. I also uh, hold the joint Premier League record for being sent off. Luka Modric, Richard Dunn. Luca Modric done. Thank. Luca Modric done. Yay! I don't know the rules anymore. Nice to hear honestly. from Dick yeah. at the end. Oh, fantastic. Oh, well done, lads. We've, yeah. It's, it's surely the first time we've won both of them. It's a clean I think sweep. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think it is a clean sweep. And have... I shall celebrate with a tree bomb. <laughs> 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 Surely uh, Mr. Conte gets the last word on this, though, doesn't he? I prefer to kill him. There, there it is, go. everybody. <laughs> <laughs> what a successful, a rare successful yeah, outing well for Antonio Conte. Reckon. Because the clues were good. They were easy the ones. Were good, yeah. That's why. It's not like I played three times for Newcastle United. And I've been arrested for arson. <laughs> <laughs> There's just too many names in, the, in the clues like that. Ah, oh, dearie me. Right, gentlemen, let's talk about uh, the European Super League. Um, we, they're still, they're still, still clinging there. on. Still clinging on. He's still, it's alive, apparently. Barcelona Should Juventus. Get a jet washer. Just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> turd on the side of fuck. Get off. Barcelona. Aerosol lighter. Done. <laughs> Flamethrower. Barcelona, Juventus and Real Madrid issued a statement over the weekend denouncing the intolerable... Um, the, the intolerable pressures uh, and, and threats put on them by UEFA to drop their Super League plan. <laughs> the founding clubs have suffered. And my goodness, ladies and gentlemen, have they suffered? The founding clubs. This was like two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. The founding fathers, the founding clubs. You just made that up two weeks ago, you pricks. <laughs> Of all the history of the ESL, but down they, the drain. But they have, <laughs> I mean, can you remember the time, a time when, when any of them won a trophy? Do you know what I mean? They really have suffered. Yeah. And they continue to suffer. Mm. This is like the, the guy who drugged his horse and said he was getting cancelled. Yeah. That's what it feels like. <laughs> like the guys of Benfica. Pete, you're a Newcastle United fan, and Barcelona, Juventus and Real Madrid are claiming they've suffered. How does they that have, make you feel? Uh, Tino probably agrees. Yeah, I've okay. suffered by my hand, <laughs> by yeah, my head. That was all his own doing, though, wasn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, uh, blah, they go on, they go on, blah, 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 yeah, yeah, bollocks, bollocks, bollocks. So they're, they're annoyed um, because they're still suffering, mm. uh, presumably. Uh, Juventus were told yesterday that they would face expulsion from Serie A if they persist with the project. Might they have to play... That's a big old threat, that is. Might they have to play against each other? You know, if, if like, people call it a bluff, like, right, we're leaving... 
and we're gonna just the three of them have a little gonna lean. go to mm. Juventus's house. Mm. <laughs> Did you ever used to like pretend to run away from home when you were a kid? Mm. Yes, yeah, so I spent ages packing a bag. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah. And, and I'm it. packing it. Yeah. I'm packing it. And I like went to a mate around, like who lived around the corner, and then his mum was picking up. Yeah, he's here. <laughs> that feels like a bit what like what this is about. Yeah, it is a little bit. I mean, you, the funny thing is, Juventus they're currently fifth in Serie A. They 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 can finish in the top four, but I mean, they might not even qualify for the Champions League. You know, and you're giving it the big one mm. about the European Super League. It's, it's enjoyable. It's, it is very. I like very I like someone self derailing their own season. <laughs> it's brilliant. The, the three clubs on Saturday said that it would be highly irresponsible for them to abandon the project. When we put our name to something, we we see it through. Yeah. Um, Perez insisted that the the infamous El uh, Chiringuito interview that the Super League was intended to save football because of the financial crisis facing uh, particularly the, the Spanish clubs. Um, I mean, it's it's just a load of not just. It sounds like a lot of clubs who've invested in a month long uh, contract with Adobe Creative Cloud yeah. to make the logo and stuff <laughs> exactly, like that, yeah. and they wanted to see some money back for it. Okay, uh-huh. someone give them the thirty quid, and mm-hmm. they'll just go away. <laughs> I told you we shouldn't have signed up for the year. <laughs> I know it looked cheaper month by month, but the year, that costs us more money. Idiot. Are you hearing Get them pirate bays. I won't give them the 30 I know quid. cracks are difficult. I know they get registered as a virus with the virus detector. I know that. But just ignore it. It's not a virus. It's a cracker. Mm. Ah. You just type in pirate bay mirror. Google's <laughs> easy. Give them the 30 quid and they'll go away. <laughs> Give them the 30 quid and they'll go it. away. That's all they want. And that's reasonable, isn't it? No that's wonder they, they continue to suffer. <laughs> Everybody, say a prayer for Juventus, Barcelona and Real Madrid for crying out loud. Poor buggers. Poor buggers. Um, gentlemen, let's move on. Uh, let's go to Scotland uh, very, very uh, quickly. Conor McGregor has claimed that he held talks with Celtic's chief shareholder, Dermot Desmond, about buying stakes in the club. He tweeted his interest in investing in Manchester United last month as well. He probably like saw that people were throwing stuff at the Man United bus. And he and was went, like, yeah. I love throwing things at buses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. One of my yeah. favourite things. <laughs> Are there any old men to hit? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I can't imagine because, you know, as the, I forget who was in charge after uh, Lennon left Celtic, the guy who sort of stepped up. As he said, you know, Celtic, they always do the right thing. And they're always, you know, to words to the effect of they're always like the mayors of the moral high ground. So I don't think that them and Conor McGregor would be a good fit. Yeah, he'd be so out of place with um, with football owners, wouldn't he? <laughs> Disagreeable, <Yeah. laughs> mouthy football owners. Indeed. Uh, but let's go back to Italy. There's an intriguing situation uh, talking about you know owners and how they're doing their business. This is quite remarkable. This there's a side called Salernitana, Salernitana, and their president Claudio Lotito um, is in question here because um, the side are returning to the top flight for the first time in 23 years, but Lotito controls Lazio, and you cannot own two teams in the same division. So he needs to sell up in the next 30 days. Oh, Bruce's millions. Come on. Surely a cheeky bid from the football round. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Love all of No, yeah. because if we can't then own them and also manage... Tranmere. Tranmere no, Rovers. that's fine. They're totally different leagues. Totally. Well, not when we join our European Super Duper League. Oh, I see. That's the yeah. plan, is it? Imagine that, though. Someone says, all right, I'll give you like 50 million euros. Yeah, that's more than I was... Yeah, but that's for Lazio, not the yeah. other one. <laughs> also, 30 days when people know he's going to sell. I know. <laughs> it's, absolutely, it's absolutely glorious. I was about it? to say, he's not going to get proper value for no, that. No, not. Poor owner. Yeah. Poor, Poor owner, owner of football. Of I know, yeah. He, he really needed to... He, he, oh, we won't get promoted. There's a lot of rubbish. Oh, crap. <laughs> so, is it like... The, is he... In that situation, surely it makes more sense for him to try and sell Lazio? 
Oh, that, but surely they're the, they're the big boys, you know. Well, exactly. So he's more likely to, if he wants to be a football owner. What I'm saying, because yeah. otherwise he'll have to give them up, won't he? give one of them up. Yeah, you'd give right. up the smaller side, though. Surely. Yeah, I don't know, but more people would want to buy Lazio. That's what I'm saying. How right wing is he? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We don't know that question, do we? We don't <laughs> know anything point. about. Uh, good point. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's Lazio's chairman, so he's, there's no way he's going to give up Lazio. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, so uh, I but, believe in this club. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we 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 shall see. Maybe. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Does he have any brothers? Yeah, somebody there. You, you just look after that yeah. one. Um, but we shall see. That is, I think that's quite an intriguing situation. So there mm. we are. He, General, was, he was banned uh, for two and a half years. In 2006 for Calciopoli. There you are. So, you know, so, fit and proper person. We can trust him. <laughs> He's learned. Yeah. These men always learn from these kind of mistakes, don't they? So that's. Here's my, here's my football club. Just don't open that door. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Gentlemen, uh, let's turn our attentions uh, to this evening's proceedings. Manchester United against Leicester City, big one. Obviously, Southampton play Palace as well. But mostly. Um, the eyes of the Premier League watching masses will be on the Manchester United versus Leicester, you would think. Uh, and they're, they're good news, Vish, or well, depends on on which side of the uh, steel barrier you fall on. Uh, Ten feet high steel barriers have been erected to protect Old Trafford from anti-Glazers protesters. Actually, that does beg the question, Vish. How are you and your mates going to get over that? Um, I've, I'm going to get like a bigger mate to throw me like in the X-Men, you know, where that big bloke throws Wolverine. Uh-huh. Like that. <laughs> yes. And I'll, I'll land and be like, Argh! yeah, yeah, yeah. with a big puffer jacket. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I'll tuck and roll as well so uh-huh. I don't hurt myself. Okay. Why, um, why didn't the Glazers erect some um, bulletproof glass? Go on. Are they Glazers, Marcus? Double glazing. Glazing. Need to use chin. Yeah, Yeah. very good. I mean, how fucking dystopian is that? (laughs) (laughs) When we get the news that fans are going to be back into football stadiums. Yeah, exactly. Well, hang on. (laughs) What's the password? (laughs) Good God. Yeah, better news, though, from Manchester United is that they've managed to convince Edinson Cavani to stay on until June 2022. Yay! That's good news. That is good news. Brilliant news, yeah. yeah. Cavani said, I have developed a great affection for the club, even though I wanted to... No, he said, <laughs> and everything that it represents everything that it represents in recent weeks good spending, good spending money yeah and money. some of what it yeah. represents uh, I feel a deep bond with my teammates and the staff who work behind the scenes oh. yeah because that, that's the only bond he's been able to strike up because of, <laughs> but, but generally because there's not been any fans there one yeah, of the things Solskjaer yeah. has, um, has done a lot over the last couple of months is talk publicly about how Oh, it's great that scoring goals, but like, oh, Edinson, you're gonna love it when fans are in and you're celebrating right, in yeah. front of the Stratford end. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. This, that, and the other, and and I suppose like coming from a striker, knowing that kind of serotonin hit really packs a punch when you're, you know, in front of full crowds, as Cavani would know. Um, it was interesting um, when he signed. There were a load of different um, compilation videos doing the rounds on Twitter, and there's the Manchester United goals where he's just like. He scores and then like turns and hugs everyone. And then mm. there's a PSG goals where he scores and he's just legging it all <laughs> around the all around the ground yeah, yeah, with all yeah, these yeah, yeah. fans through his name. And obviously with yeah. the logistics of COVID and not being able to mm-hmm. see his family and <clears throat> so he's travelling as much as around as much as footballers do, it's been a bit of an issue. But yeah, I'm, I'm so chuffed he's staying. Yeah. Do you think Mitro might uh, enjoy it more in front of crowds? He might if he'd have played in front of crowds in the Premier League this season, he might have uh, put a few more away. He might have done, Peter. Mm. I think if he could see you <clears throat> in the crowd and be like, "I'm gonna do this for him, yeah, do it for him, damn right." In the neutral zone, oh, yeah. <laughs> Pay for I, a season ticket. I think that. Uh, well, there was chat that um, Cavani might go to Boca Juniors. Now I don't know what the situation is in Argentina. I know they they did have quite a comprehensive lockdown and. And whatnot, but I mean, if you were going to go again, I don't know what the situation is there in terms of vaccines and easing. But 
But if you'll just indulge me, if you if you go from no crowd to like then the Boca home crowd, I think it might be too much. Yeah. <laughs> I think it might be like, oh, I should have stayed that extra season to ease myself into this, yeah. you know. Um, but he's staying, and that's good news. Uh, it's very, very good news, especially as apparently Mason Greenwood his, is his apprentice now. If we, you know, that chat on match of the day about are oh, the master and the apprentice and so on. But why it, do we force players to do that? I know <laughs> they might um, hate each other for yeah, all we know. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Greenwood's teaching him a few things. <laughs> it's mm. Unlikely, but you know he's you just swipe young man. right here. That's, that's how that works. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> It is in Finnish. <laughs> Got to change it. Yeah. Oh, dear. Well, she's in Iceland, that one. Um, but uh, Marcus Rashford, though, a, a striker uh, for Manchester United, if we can still call him that. Forward player. You say forward nowadays, don't you? Mm. He was reflecting on his time uh, under Jose Mourinho. It's another one who's lining up oh, to tick the moment. Where's he going? Roma? Yeah, yeah that's yeah, fine. Yeah, that's safe. Will this make life a little bit more difficult for Chris Smalling? Potentially, but don't care. <laughs> Under Jose, I would say everything was a bit, you play there, you play there, you play there. And yeah, you can do a job, but it was difficult for me to play my best football. I mean, it sounds like he doesn't want to be managed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you do have to play somewhere. <laughs> I play like the way there, you was... play there, you play there. That is bare minimum. I know Ole Gunnar Solskjaer seems to be quite sort of liberal with his praise and the, the rules and quite relaxed. It's kind of like, lads... Uh, I don't, even, I don't even who, know the positions I, anymore, to be honest. <laughs> who have I picked? Front, well, we have to be front three. You happy with that? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Just work it out amongst Vibe yourselves. Vibe it out. <laughs> Vibe it. You know what? Just all have a ball. Everyone's yeah, have a ball. Yeah. Just enjoy yourselves. <laughs> That's all we ask. It's a big one, though, against Leicester. It mm. is. Um, Put pressure on Manchester City at the top. <laughs> Well, no, but I, th- I think... It is, it's, is it's, there a chat? Go on, B. But, but I, th- I, th- I, think there, I think there is an interesting thing at play here whereby Manchester United would ideally want Liverpool out of the Champions League. Yeah. So therefore, you know, whatever negotiating power they have over the summer will be diminished. Mm-hmm. They'll be sadder. Yes. Um, and it might affect how things go forward next season. But, um, yeah, I mean, Leicester's running. I know it was mentioned yesterday, but it's pretty ridiculous. But the the other issue is obviously United of this game, and then they've got the Liverpool game on, on Thursday, mm. and they've got, and Solskjaer said he's going to play have to play a weekend team because obviously not we're just with the finale, but the Europa League final as well. Mm. I wonder if it's maybe this one, yeah. and he goes full pelt at Liverpool on Thursday, mm-hmm. um, and I suppose that would make more sense given you know how how United played on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it should. It'd be interesting to see where Leicester are because I don't want Leicester to fall out of it. No, I know. But don't. then if they do, I want West Ham to. Yeah, to I know fill what in. you mean. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Well, we're all on board there. We're on the same page. There we are, ladies and gentlemen. We finished today's football round, but I hope you've had a lovely time. On tomorrow's show, Kate, Andy, and Jim will be in your ears talking about more things from the world of football. Lovely old job. Thanks very much, Vish. Thank you. Thanks very much, Pete. Ta ta. Thank you, everybody. See you soon. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network.